Welcome to Baba Education Institute. My name is Reverend Henry Kelly. Today, we're going to be in the New Testament book of Hebrews chapter 12. And we will be in 12. And the, the topic of this is God discipline his children in this section. And if we have time, I'll try to um, go into chapter 13, which will be the end of Hebrews because the next book is James. So let's begin. Oh, before I begin, let me read you what the Bible is so that we have something to to, to work with and, and be able to witness to others or share those or, you know, uh, possibly if, you, if you're in school, college, whatever, uh, the instructors or teachers or professors that may not believe in God and they have a tendency to, you know, I'll look down on the Bible. You'll have something to to uh, give them to think about. The Bible, a reliable collection of historical documents written by eyewitnesses during the lifetime of other eyewitnesses. Forty authors, 66 volumes of books, span of 1,500 years in three continents, Asia, Africa, and Europe. Written in three languages, mainly Hebrew and Greek, a little in Aramaic, hundreds of subjects and topics. There you go. Now, let's begin. And we're going to be going on starting in, let me see, we're going to go with verse 1 of Hebrews chapter 12, I'm using the NIV, New International Version. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Verse 2. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down on the right hand of the throne of God. Verse 3. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So in other words, is Jesus paid the price. You know, he preached for, he preached and taught for three and a half years. And then he willingly, um, he allowed himself to be took by the religious leaders and then given to the world, which would be the Romans at the time. And, and even though, even though, uh, the Roman, uh, the Roman governor at the time there, even he couldn't find anything wrong with him, but he knew that it was the religious leaders that were doing that. And so it was around the Passover time, and they always, um, kind of, you know, uh, gave in to certain things. And, and then at the same time, he didn't want any problems either. So he allowed it to be done. So he put him to be, he took Jesus and uh, they whipped him like uh, they whipped him with a a whip that that at the end of it has a little bone and metal chips and all that kind of stuff. So when it, when they whip you and they pull back, it pulls off skin and you can see bone and stuff. It's just, it's horrific. And then after that, they made him carry the cross and, and go to that hill called Gargotha. Um, and, then they put him on a wooden cross that they had made, and they put uh, nails in his hand and his feet, which is, you know, tormenting enough. And he went through all that 
to be the, the one-time punishment that we should have had. But now we can come by faith believing, you know? And that means surrendering, surrendering your um, surrendering yourself completely to Jesus Christ. You know, everything. But God knows who, who's coming, because He chose from the foundation of the world according to the Word of God. You know, so He knew who's going to receive Him and who's not. It's just the way it is, because He's God is sovereign. He's all knowing. He's everything, and He can do whatever He wants to do. If you go, to, I think it's Exodus four ten. Where it says, um, where God says, don't I make the blind and the deaf and the dumb and all that? You know, and he does it for purposes. In the New Testament, there's a part there where there's a, a person blind from birth wanting to be healed from Jesus. And his disciple says, well, who sinned, him or his parents? And she said, nothing. And Jesus said, neither. This was for, this was for the glory of God when he was going to be healed. Because because that's God God does things you know we look at things as well that don't seem fair or whatever but remember we're looking through the eyes of sin and we're looking at what only what we know you know we think a certain way and it's wrong you know, most of the time it's wrong but God is all knowing He created us He knows everything He moves and shakes the world whatever and He moves us around that's gonna you know, help us to learn stuff or whatever, or come to the Lord if you have it, you know, and he, he uses people and whatever. He just does what he wants to do because he's God. It's not about fear. Remember, he's holy. We're not. We're evil. We're depraved, you know. So the teachings they have now, oh, once you're saved, you're good. You're all holy and stuff. No, we're only holy through Jesus. If you don't give your life, if you don't ask for forgiveness, repent of your sins, and surrender your life to Jesus Christ completely, as you would a parachute if you're on a plane that's about to crash, and that parachute can save you for the jump to come, and Jesus saves you from the judgment to come. But not only is that, once you come to Christ, then he starts working on you and working in you. But remember, without Christ, we're not holy. It's because of Christ we can be holy of nothing we've done. You know, Nothing. You can't work for it. You can't earn it. That's Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 9. Let's continue. Um, let me see. Verse 3, consider him who endured. Okay, I already read that. Let's get on to verse 4. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. Verse 5, and have you completely forgotten this world of encouragement that addresses you as father, as a father addresses his son. It says, my son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord dis disciplines the ones he loves and he chastens everyone he, ex he accepts as his son. Verse 7, endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children for what children are not disciplined by their father. Verse eight: If you are not disciplined, and everyone and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not not true sons and daughters at all. Verse nine: Moreover, we have all had human fathers in discipline, um, who disciplines us when we when we respected them for it. How much more? Oh, you know. 
and we respect them for it, how much more should we submit to the Father of spirits and live? Verse 10, they discipline us for a little while as they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. Verse 11, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Verse 12, therefore strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Verse 13, make level paths for your feet so that the, the lame may not be disabled, but rather heal. And this section is warning and encouragement. Verse 14, make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Verse 15, see to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Verse 16, say that or see that no one is sexually immoral or is godless like Esau. For who, uh, who for a single meal sold his inheritance rights as the oldest son? Verse 17, afterwards, as you know, when he wanted to inherit his blessings, he was rejected. Even though he sought the blessing with tears, he could not change what he had done. And this, this next section is the mountain of fear and the mountain of joy. 18, we have not come to a mountain that can be touched, and that is burning with fire to darkness, gloom, and storm. Verse 19, to a trumpet blast, or to such a voice speaking words that those who heard heard it begged that no further word is spoken to him. Verse 20, because they could not bear what was commanded. If even an animal touches the mountain, it must be stoned to death. Verse 21, the sight was so terrifying that Moses said, I am trembling with fear. Verse 22, but you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly to the church of the firstborn whose name are written in heaven. You have come to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of the righteous made perfect. Verse 24, to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. Verse 25, see to it that you do not refuse him who speaks. If they did, if they did not escape, escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, how much less will we if, we if we turn away from him who warns us from heaven? Verse 26, at the time his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. Verse 27, the words once more indicate that removing of what can be shaken, this is created, this is created thing. So, that what cannot be shaken may remain. Verse 28. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably, acceptably with reverence and awe. Verse 29. For our God is a consuming fire. I think that's pretty self-explanatory, don't you? Wow, that's pretty powerful. I'll tell you what. That is powerful. Okay, so I'm just going to leave it here, and then next time we'll be in Hebrews chapter 13. I'm trying to be consistent with this. You can just follow along and stuff. And this is, remember, this is to help you to start reading and studying the Bible. And you need to get, there's good books out on hermeneutics. That's, you know, how 
how to understand about how divided into certain sections where where it's uh, like literal interpretation, uh, analogy, parable, symbolism, etc. You can you can go to to A books A B E books, and they have used books. You can buy uh, hermeneutics there, and also if you want to listen to it, you can go online to to YouTube, and it's Doctor Walter Martin, and put in Walter Martin hermeneutics. And he'll just explain it to you. That helps too, you know. But that's this whole thing is to is to realize the Bible is not hard to understand, you know. It's just you got to get into it, and they do have modern language, which makes it even easier. So, remember, we've all broken God's moral law. The Ten Commandments: Have you ever lied? Have you ever stolen? That means if you borrowed something and didn't return it. Even a paperclip, it doesn't matter the value of anything. It's the intent, you know, or like, you know what? It, it, by doing it, we've already broken God's moral law because God's moral law, the Ten Commandments, is perfect, but we're not. That Therefore, we couldn't keep it, so Jesus had to come and pay the price. But the Ten Commandments are still in effect, but is that Christ, Jesus paid the price for, for us breaking that. So we live by his grace, but we still need to follow the Ten Commandments as much as we can. You know, not where we're going to break it. And when we do something wrong, we ask God for forgiveness and continually to help. You know, because it's good not to lie, not to steal, not to murder, you know, all that. You know, and we've all broken them all. And you can, you can find the Ten Commandments in the Old Testament, um, the book of Exodus, chapter 20. It's right there. And I would recommend you reading this. Pretty simple, especially in the modern language. It's really evil, uh, uh, easy. Which is the NIV, the International Version, or ESV, the English Standard Version, or the Living Bible, or uh, let's see. And they have the uh, the NLT, New Living Translation. Those are pretty good, you know. My favorites would be the NIV, New International Version, and the ESV, English Standard Version, and the Living Bible. But there's a lot out there. You got to be real careful, though. That's just the ones I'm suggesting. So, we've broken God's moral law. What do we do? Well, we know because we've broken God's moral law and we're on our way to hell because we've broken all this law and we're not even looking for God, right? So, so the thing is realizing that we need a Savior. You know, it's like you're in the plane, it's about to crash, somebody gives you a parachute. It's going to save you from the jump to come. Jesus saves you from the judgment to come because there is going to be a judgment. So if we come now and surrender surrender ourselves completely to Jesus Christ, and that's for forgiveness for our sins and for mercy and his grace, then then he uh, then he will, uh, will give that to us. And then from... From then on, though, you belong to Christ. So that means you start reading the Bible daily without failing to do what it says and find a good Bible-believing teaching church, you know, to grow in and stuff. And I would suggest take courses and stuff. And um, let me see. So we'll just go right into resources. And so the resources, uh, you can go to Apologia Studios with of Pastor Jeff Durbin, and you can find that on YouTube, and you can do the audio on Apple Podcasts, and also go to the website, apologiastudios.com, and there you just put in uh, Dr. Greg, Greg Bonson, uh, 
seminary and it'll pop up and it's a uh, he's he used to teach and everything. He was a seminary professor, and he died, so his family donated all his teachings and stuff, all the recordings and everything, to Apology of Students. They got up there. She can get a free seminary education. How cool is that? Free, you know? Um, but I would suggest if you do start partaking of that, you know, if you're able to, uh, um, it's only like $10, $10, um, to support that ministry, you know, but if you can't, that's fine too. It's still free. And uh, it's really good. There's some other resources you can watch on YouTube and uh, YouTube and websites. Dr. Vodi Bakum on YouTube, Living Waters with Great Comfort, livingwaters.com, RC Sproul, and his website is uh, Ligonier Ministries. Or you just put R.C. Sproul on, and it'll pop up all his videos and teachings and stuff. Um, Ashes and Genesis with Ken Ham, AshesandGenesis.org. Uh, Wallbrillers with David Barton, Wallbrillers.com. And they also have uh, things like Wallbrillers Radio. It's, on, it's all online. And they are on radio stations, too. But they also uh, they teach about American history, uh, uh, I mean, uh, American Christian history, an era of uh, the Christian history that started this country of the United States. And also he talks about a lot of other things, but it's really good, very informing, and what's going on. They're very involved in the in helping to pass godly legislation, not evil stuff. Dr. Walter Martin on YouTube, drwaltermartin.org. And and then if you would like to, and then if you want to convert, um, If you would uh, um, like converse with us online via email, um, you can, our email is all lowercase Bible Education Institute at gmail.com. And you can also, uh, we're also on YouTube and Rumble. And it's a uh, Bible Education Institute with Reverend Henry Kelly. And then we're also on audio, we're, we're on many, uh, uh, many platforms. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Amazon Music, Overcast, Chrome, G-Potter, Firefox, Safari, iTunes, Audible, Alexis, Google, Podbean, Internet Explorer, Facebook, Podcast, Addict, and others. You can find us, but for correspondence, you just go to email, Bible Education Institute, all lowercase at gmail.com. And if you would like to buy, I mean, you know, be able to get Bibles or books and stuff like that, you can buy new or used, and a books has both new and used, A B E B O O K S and thrift books, and you can go to Amazon and wherever you know you can get books at. There's a lot of there's a lot of used booksellers too now, so that kind of makes it nice. And also another good resource is to to go online in the search engine, put in uh, T T C T Network, and go to on demand programs. And there's two programs that are very good there, Faith and History with William Federer. He goes over all of Christian history and around the world in here. And if you want to know about the Old Testament, you can, you can go to Ancient Jewish Wisdoms with Rabbi Daniel Lappin. That's very good, too. So remember, let me read this Salvation Scripture, Romans chapter 7, verse 9 through 10 and 13. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For the heart may believe in the righteousness of the mouth, confess the midst of those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. 
And Romans chapter 10, verse 17. So then faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So give you, get right with God today. Understand that we've broken God's moral law, the Ten Commandments, therefore we're guilty, in need of a Savior, we're on our way to hell. So humble yourself, come to Christ, ask Him to forgive you of your sins and have mercy on you, and to give you grace, and He will. But you got to be serious, He knows your heart and your intent. And then from, from then, you start uh, reading the Bible daily without failing, do what it says, and get into as many good classes you can. And 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 then I gave you those uh, resources that'll help you a lot. But that's how you grow. And from that day forward, you keep going, you know. And you you try to get with you know with people who know the Bible correctly. <clears throat> so till next time, remember read the Bible daily without fail and do what it says.